Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and today, today folks, I have a great guest, and his name is Daniel Hentz. And Daniel, did I say that right? Daniel? You did say that correctly. Okay, perfect. Well, All well right, done. good. Well so, well, we'll let that roll. Then everybody knows I pronounced Daniel's name properly. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Hentz has uh, been kind enough to meet with me up here in the great city of Bentonville, and we're actually outside of... Uh, the Bike Rack Brewing Company on uh, A Street. That's correct. Yeah, the original location. Yeah, the original location. And um, it's there's a, actually so much going on around here. And I was telling Daniel that I've been I've driven up and down this road before. And I, and I, I th- actually thought it was a bike store because it's across the street from Gearhead, 
which is a uh, a sports and bike place here in Northwest Arkansas. But they're actually a a brewing and coffee place, and I can't think of two better things to put together uh-huh. but beer and coffee. Great so. inven- great inventions. Yeah, absolutely, inventions. absolutely, absolutely. So, but Daniel, I, I really appreciate you um, joining us today on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. It, uh, you know, you've been, you have been doing quite a bit in this area of Northwest Arkansas. I, I believe you're originally from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you've been here since 03, 04. Give us a, just a little bit of your, the background of your superhero origin story, <laughs> superhero. Uh, as I like to say. Yeah. And, and share with the audience uh, a little bit about yourself as we move in and discuss a little bit more about what you're doing here. Right. Well, my wife and I were in Seattle. Okay. Uh, we were looking for a move. Seattle was just sort of becoming almost unattainable from a pricing perspective. Uh, I was doing marketing and communications on a a national level. My wife was working at the Seattle Children's Theater. And uh, she really wanted to start her own theater company. And so my mom was living in Eureka Springs at the time. And she had said, hey, check out Northwest Arkansas. We had to do what many people did. Uh, We had to look at Arkansas on the map. Uh, the United States and go, oh, yeah, that's that's where Arkansas is. Uh, I mean, there really had never been a consideration uh, looking. We had looked at the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Chicago, potentially going back to Milwaukee, um, you know, those type of things, which are pretty standard. And so we decided to take a, a chance. Yeah. So we uh, moved to Northwest Arkansas in 2003, 2004. And um, uh, Cassie Imashevich, my wife, started working at the, the Walton Arts Center. And I was bopping back and forth trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, for a living, and I end up uh, getting hired by the city to help produce an event quickly because uh, they only had three weeks left to produce this event. So I did that, um, and uh, with that, kind of became a pipeline of, of relationships with the city. And they started talking about the downtown master plan, which was done by Dover Cole. Simultaneously, we, um, my wife and I met uh, Bob Ford, Amy Herzberg, Dave Pickens, Mike Thomas, uh, Julie Gable, uh, quite a few people in the theater scene. And uh, and using that platform and those relationships, you know, we all started sitting around uh, the various uh, dinner tables, um, both um, celebrating the history of the performing arts in Fayetteville, but also lamenting at the lack of professional opportunities. And so out of those conversations was, was sort of birthed uh, the idea of, of Theater Squared. Okay. And so, um, so with that, Cassie's and um, Bob and Amy and, and the rest of the team sort of helped found uh, Theater Squared, and I started working as the executive director for Fayetteville Downtown Partners. Okay. Um, so really, that's, that's how this whole uh, thing started, was, was out of that. Um, 2007 happened, uh, which was brutal <laughs> and painful. Right. Uh, all the way across the board. Um, you know, it ended up being laid off of that organization um, due to just uh, resources all across the region were drying up. And I had an opportunity to um, get to know during the course of my time in Fayetteville, a guy named Ed Clifford, who okay. is a, a, a friend and a mentor. Uh, he was the executive director of the chamber up here in Bentonville. He's now the executive director of the Jones Center for Families uh, yeah. in Springdale. Mm-hmm. And uh, he invited me up to start having conversations because I didn't have a job and I was looking around. Um, and we started getting to know Bentonville and the people in Bentonville and, and sort of the vision that they had started in 2004 around that master plan. Um, you know, we had already gotten wind, of course, of Crystal Bridges, and people didn't know necessarily what, what that was going to mean. Right. You know, that little gallery down in the valley somewhere. Yes. <laughs> it was sort of like this this whisper in the yeah. wind of this thing. Uh, and, you know, Bentonville from the rest of northwest Arkansas really was sort of like, what? Bentonville? And so 
you know, going up there, it was an incredible opportunity to kind of set a pace and a tone for things. There was an amazing team of folks up here. And so quickly sort of integrated into this team of people that said, hey, we got to move the needle. We got to move the needle quick. And uh, I like moving quick. I like getting things done. I like uh, knocking it out. And so that was the goal. And so I worked as the executive director for downtown Bentonville, uh, kind of overseeing about 1,700 acres of the city, which is what the downtown master plan had as downtown. Working with an amazing group from from city staff to the chamber to the convention and visitors bureau to private uh, developers to you know with other nonprofits uh, in the area and um, you know the results were I mean nothing short of incredible and because it was a team effort because there's so many people pushing that boulder at the same time we were able to accomplish an awful lot and and uh, my wife was also able to start Trike Theater for for youth which is a professional theater company up here and now she's connected to the Kennedy Center and traveling all over the place. So I think the bottom line is that, yeah, we, we worked really hard, but we met amazing people who yeah. were able to, um, you know, facilitate and, 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 and help us with what we were trying to accomplish. And in turn, we helped them. Uh, it, it really was a very collaborative environment. And, and we credit our network and our humans that surrounded us to what we're doing right now and our current success. Yeah. You know, would you ever imagine, I guess, when you first came here that you would have the kind of experiences and success that you've had in this area where you almost have bookends Mm -hmm. on the Fayetteville side Mm -hmm. with your experiences down there in Theater Squared. And then for those that don't know, Trike is up here in Bentonville, right? That's correct. And so you've you've bookended with that. And then now you were part of the downtown Bentonville Mm -hmm. revival. And now you've started your own company. And so, I mean, would you have thought when you first got here that that was even possible in Northwest Arkansas? not, Not really. When we first started the work in in Fayetteville, we are talking about the arts and um, how creative corridors and things like that could could play a major role. I had been working very closely with the Seattle Arts Commission and the King County Arts Commission in Seattle on a lot of how do you merge arts and economic development. Food, of course, played a major role. <laughs> Seeing the impact of that and, and trying to bring some of that conversation into Northwest Arkansas, it was at its very early stages when we when we first moved uh, here. But it caught on quickly. We were able to um, create in Fayetteville in 2007. The state's first municipally formed arts district. We changed state law to be able to facilitate improvement districts to support the arts. And then even up here in in Bentonville, we were able to move the needle on uh, the cottage industry law, which allowed uh, entrepreneurs to be able to create and craft goods that then they could sell at the farmer's market. Um, You know, the, the collaboration around the farmer's markets all across northwest Arkansas. You know, after I left, I was also lucky enough to play a role in the Rogers Downtown Master Plan, the Springdale Downtown Master Plan, the Salem Springs Downtown Master Plan. And so having an incredibly unique sort of perspective of being a part of a lot of these downtown conversations, just continued to be in awe of the collective wisdom yeah. of this region. Yeah. And, uh, and now that I'm doing work, not just uh, across the state, but across the country, um, I think that uh, what is occurring specifically in the heartland of America, uh, the solutions and the answers of small town America, they're trying to put together uh, conversations with a, a tube sock, $4 and a chicken sandwich. You know, they're just trying to work it. They're MacGyvering the heck out of things. Right. Incredible work is happening all across the United States. And so now I get this really cool perspective of being in these towns all over America and working with some amazing people. 
Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And and it seems like, you know, and, and again, I'd, I'd love to learn a little bit more about um, the Philo- Velocity Group. Mm-hmm. You are the founder and CEO of that, that organization that Correct. I guess started in 2014. 2014 when yeah, I left and it's downtown based here in Bentonville. Yes, sir. Well, okay. it's based in my backpack. Back, based in your so backpack. I, wherever so wherever I you am, are that's is where Velocity <laughs> Group is. <laughs> right. Correct. So uh-huh. and you guys do you guys do some really interesting, uh, so you offer some really interesting services, part of which is that you get to speak a little bit about mm-hmm. this experience, which I think really does help others trying to replicate mm-hmm. what we've experienced here, the renaissance that's taken place in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, so um, my speaker series is one of the things I enjoy. I've taught K-4 through college before, and so teaching and uh, being part of that learning environment, crafting learning environments is a passion. Uh, so my ability to be able to go to other communities and, and speak about not just Bentonville, it's not to replicate, it's to say, hey, here's some lessons learned. Uh, you know, I have experiences that perhaps other people don't, and they have experiences I don't. And so yeah. we bring all those things in a room and we learn together. I learn from a lot of the people that are in the audiences as well, ask questions, they're very dynamic. Um, but Velocity Group is really what I call sort of an, an experience design company. Okay. Whether it's in communities, whether it's in corporations, whether it's in businesses, um, you have to craft compelling experiences that turn people on. Yeah. Right. Uh, to both engage tourists, to get people to move to your community, uh, to get people to feel ownership, skin in the game. Right. If your citizens don't feel connected uh, to a place, they will leave. Right. And the whole point is, you want to attract talent. You have to move beyond the idea of jobs. Yeah. Into the into the process of how do you attract the best and brightest, and that's a, creating choose your own adventure uh, communities. Uh, and there are models, there are examples, there are things. And so really, Velocity Group uh, was was created to uh, help communities understand what is their DNA, what is their DNA of place. Yeah. And then I have a process called the theater of cool, which is the activation. How do you launch it? How do you look at that using theater as a metaphor? But there's economy behind it. There's design behind it. There's consumer science behind it. And then there's base communications. If you don't communicate your story well... Uh, your value is in your story. Yeah. And if other people are telling your story, you've given away one of your greatest values, and yeah. that is your your own narrative. Has anybody ever accused you of sounding a little like Simon Sinek? <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps Simon Sinek <laughs> so, sounds a little bit like, like me. Yeah, that's right. I'm just that's saying. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. no it's, so. There's some, I mean, of course, you know, once again, <laughs> being informed by readers oh. from everywhere, from Marcus Aurelius to Simon oh, Sinek. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you were telling me earlier about uh, how much of a prolific pod listener, podcast listener you are. Right. Uh, and, you know, you just, you get inspired by, I get inspired by my kids, I get inspired by my wife, my Absolutely. friends, writers, Absolutely. and they all inform this process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, and I only, and I, and I say that, and I, I certainly say that uh, with all uh, rights due to you, because I think this idea of helping organizations and firms that, for that matter, uh, in the public and private sector to understand their DNA. Yeah. And, and, and why they do the things that they mm-hmm. do and really what moves them yeah. is really what ultimately allows organizations to be successful, mm-hmm. period, end of story. That's right. That's right. And starting with your why, of course, is an incredibly <coughs> powerful book, uh, you know, and, yeah. and philosophy. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that, that I also look for in, in that model is um, not just the, the why, the how and the what, but most of my work is in the who. Yeah. Who's at the table? Who's missing? Whose voice isn't there? Right. Why aren't they there? What's right. distancing themselves from feeling a part of the conversation? And how do we be very intentional in broadening that dialogue to make sure that the place 
offers the broadest sense of who you are as a city, yeah. not based on five people meeting in a back room somewhere making all the decisions. Yeah. Now, sometimes you have to make decisions and you have to move on. You can't you know, um, outsource absolutely every idea. That's why we have elected officials and that's why we have those things from an efficiency standpoint. Yeah. But the baseline vision uh, isn't just about a document. If people don't feel ownership in that vision, you're not going to move it, move it forward. So the who in that model is really, really, really important. Yeah. Right? Are you finding that this Northwest Arkansas now in 2018, 2019 for that matter, the, the, the who has expanded? Oh, exponentially. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's the thing I think about the value creation of the, the groundwork that so many people have done here in Northwest Arkansas when it was still sort of the frontier yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, you could still be eaten by bears. <laughs> right. You know, back in the day, you know, it was, it was crazy. But there was, I mean, we always stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. It's period. I mean, no matter what you do, how you do it, there's always people that came before that set it up, which means, and my hope is that the work that, that I've been on has actually helped pay the way for a whole new group of people to come in and pick that up and keep moving forward. That's momentum. Yeah. And that's what you want in a community. Yeah. Um, you know, we there's been an incredible history of people all the way going back to the first peoples here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, how they treated the land, where they they set up shop, how they did this, how this space has grown. A lot of stub toes, as there always are in in regions. Right. And we can learn a lot from the from those historic stub toes. But I think the collective wisdom has expanded exponentially. There are people here bringing ideas to Northwest Arkansas that were once again mere whispers. Yeah. Uh, but we needed more people to, to keep pushing that rock. And that's one of the great things about having a dynamic region that is inviting to talent. We know what we know, i.e. we want to craft a beautiful region with a lot of different opportunities. Um, you know, those areas that I think are a little bit uh, more advanced go, well, we know what we don't know. Right. right? And yeah. So how do we grow into that? But in community development and great places, that unknown unknown is the sexiest part of what we do, man. <laughs> right. And that's the great thing about people coming in. We don't know necessarily the skill sets that are coming in to uh, Northwest Arkansas every single day. How collectively can we create platforms to them to, to sort of become their best possible selves? Exactly. And that's an ongoing placemaking is an ing it's an active verb that's why it's called placemaking not place yeah right you are in constant constant uh activity and action and uh those 36.5 people or whatever that move in here to northwest arkansas uh every single day right what are we going to be in a year yeah imagine that level of collective wisdom here in northwest arkansas yeah that's it's astounding. Exactly. And, and you're absolutely right. And, and that, that adds fuel to the fire for me, at least, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, uh-huh. which because I felt like this was another medium, another channel to share that information. Because uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, everybody gets their information differently nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really important for us to kind of be, be everywhere, mm-hmm. if you can, if you, if you will, um, with regard to disseminating all of the great things that are happening here in Northwest yeah. Arkansas. So. Yeah. Curiosity, uh, a, a region or a city that is constantly curious about who its people are, uh, those ideas, those are the ones that remain uh, competitive. 
for the best possible talent uh, because they're constantly mining their own citizenry for ideas and actions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I heard you I heard you give a quote. You said food is a metaphor for creating community. Yes. And uh, I would I would love for you to just unpack that a little bit. Now I'm a little yeah. hungry right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. but 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 no, I, I when I heard that I was like, wow, that's that is a great uh-huh. great quote. Yeah. But but uh, I'd love for you to share that. So food, everybody has to eat. Yeah. Not everybody has to buy a red sweater. Right. Right. And so when you talk about the basic universal, oh look, there's birds everywhere. Yeah, everywhere we're being attacked. <laughs> yeah, run right, everyone, that's right. run. Yeah. Um, so when, when you talk about food and everybody has to eat, because it becomes a universal experience, right? Everybody has a relationship with food. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not, but everybody has a relationship with food. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a universal language. When you recognize that food is identity, food is culture, yeah. food is social, uh, food is justice, food can be a weapon, it can be a tool, uh, food is a very powerful, powerful prop to who we are as human beings. Right. And right. it's very difficult to be angry with someone once you've broken bread with them. Oh, I know. Right? I know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Unless the food is real crap yeah. and you're the one that cooked it and gave someone botulism. <laughs> then maybe you can be a little upset. Maybe. But, but I think the, the, the point is one of the reasons why I love food and we, and we um, kind of looked at food as a significant pillar to the identity of Bentonville and now have talked about that amongst a lot of people here in Northwest Arkansas yeah. uh, from a regional perspective. Um, just food is an incredibly powerful tool. And uh, once you understand sort of that history, because it's collaborative, and right now the food being informed now, we have an Indian population, we have a Hmong population, mm-hmm. we have a you know, Cambodian, we have Thai, Marshallese, we, I mean, Marshallese yeah, you know, then, yeah. then you look at the African-American experience and you look at the various um, Scottish and Irish that are coming in here. Right. All of those things are mixing into what is Arkansas food. Right. And then you start breaking that down and what is food from Northwest Arkansas and or the Ozarks. Right. Right. Uh, what rich beautiful questions can be asked in how people integrated with each other, how people engaged with each other. That is the foundation of community. And if you're able to unpack that through a universal experience of food, we can start a conversation and then get into those harder discussions later on down the line. Because if you sometimes start with those hard discussions, you turn people off, it doesn't make any sense. Food is a universal language. Yeah. You start with that, and then you can grow from there. I like that. I like that. That will preach every yeah. day. <laughs> that's that's that will, right. That will preach yes. every day. And no, a good no. piece of pizza, yeah. good night. That is the, that is the UN <laughs> of food. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, well, man, so you've, you've had a chance to see the resurgence and the rebirth in Fayetteville. You've had a chance to see the resurgence and rebirth of the downtown area, I don't. What, 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 could you say it was a rebirth? I mean, was downtown Bentonville ever a, a, a destination back in the day, or did- not? Not, of course, not in the way that it is right now. And, yeah. and in Northwest Arkansas, I think um, seeing the shift, Fayetteville was it. It was the end all, yeah, be all for right. the experience that's design. Right. That's and all I ever knew about this. That's area. right. And yeah. even when we lived in Fayetteville, it was that. But I think with uh, actions like the, that were undertaken by the Northwest Arkansas Council in that regional conversation. Um, the burden of being everything is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Right. It is. It is a sort of atlas with the 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 uh, globe on your shoulders. Right. It's heavy. Yeah. And so for Fayetteville, I think uh, it is an incredible experience, an incredible city. Um, but it was somewhat 
carrying some of that experience design standpoint for Northwest Arkansas. So when the other cities started coming into their own with this new experience, whether it's Bentonville, of course, with Crystal Bridges, which added fuel to a fire that we could have never uh, almost imagined. Yeah, right? exactly. You yeah. know, blew our minds. Um, but then you had this reinsurgence of who is Rogers and what is Rogers and who is Springdale and, and who is Siloam Springs. And those identities now circle around the concept of Northwest Arkansas. And we are made stronger through that identity. But it's also, and I strongly believe this, coopetition. That idea yeah. is saying competition <laughs> keeps us on our toes. It's right, good to right. have a little Friday Night Lights. Exactly. It's good. Exactly. But cooperation is the thing that's going to sustain us. Yeah. And so yeah. to have a little bit of that edge, a little bit of the ability for the chambers to kind of poke each other a little bit, right. and, or the mayors to kind of have that, that friendly banter and that competition constantly means that we have to ask what's next right what's next what's next right and and that is i think in the water here in northwest arkansas there's a level of hustle um that i think is derived from you know 150 years of not having a industry single industry right and so you kind of had to have a hustle uh to be able to make a living here in northwest arkansas eventually that filters into the water yeah. that gets into the soil. Yeah. And so there's a level of hustle here that I think is just going to be constant. Um, so competition is in our blood, um, but so is collaboration. Yeah. And so is, is uh, um, you know, cooperation. And I think those two one-two punches are something that makes this region incredibly unique uh, in, in other parts of the country. Yeah. So if I was, if I was doing a startup and I was considering places to relocate, you, uh -huh. would, you would suggest that someone take a real long, hard look at Northwest Arkansas. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Northwest Arkansas, the other thing about this, and, and once again, this is not hyperbole because yeah. I've seen this again and again and again, um, it is a meritocracy. Uh, you know, it, you come in and obviously you have to work hard. A meritocracy is about your hustle. Yeah. Uh, so you got to hustle and things just don't come natural, in, naturally easy here because it's a smaller community and you've got to work on things and you've got to get your networks out there. And yes, there are some folks that potentially may need some additional support and that support's out there. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's not easy for everybody the same, you know, across the board. But there is a meritocracy in Northwest Arkansas that if you're willing to come here, if you're willing to put in the time, you're willing to get out there and make something happen, it is not guaranteed. But I'll tell you, there's an enormous potential here because you go to a bigger city. If you move to New York and you left New York, so what? Yeah. They, they don't care. It's like, what? Oh, you've been gone? I didn't realize yeah, what? It, yeah. so. you, you moved here? We didn't realize. And you left? We didn't even realize, right, right? Right, You come here to Northwest Arkansas, and we're still a small enough community in a small enough region yeah. where you start making waves, and people pay attention. Exactly. And when you go away, yeah. people notice. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. imagine if you're uh, an entrepreneur, and by the way, you don't have to be young. Some of the best times to start up a business are Gen X age, by the way, our yes. 40s. Yes. We will rule the world. <laughs> That's we, right. Well, That's we already right. do, but you know, pay that's, no attention to the people behind the curtain. Yeah, the exactly. generation behind the curtain, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you're in these big cities, and you're kind of wondering, ah, how do I crack that knot? How do I get in there? Yeah. How do I do whatever? Um, moving to Northwest Arkansas and and testing out your hand, what do you got to lose? Yeah. You know, come here, fine. You can always move somewhere else, but you you're gonna have access to people and a collective wisdom here that you may not have in some of those bigger cities. Yeah, you know, and and it's funny that you say that. I, I kind of feel that as I've stepped out and to do my own thing, and then I've done this podcast and I've interacted with people. I'm kind of blown away at the openness 
that mm. I've been received with regard to just telling people what I'm doing and mm. they're all saying, oh, that's a great idea. I'd love to share. Or, oh, I know somebody that you should talk to. And that's kind of how I connected with you. Yeah. And and I think that that more than anything else, where sometimes you get to places where everything's a competition mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, no, I yeah. can't let you get an inch because if I, if you get an inch, then I don't have anything. That's right. And that's, yeah. that's unfortunate. But I just think that I just see tons of opportunity mm-hmm. here uh, in Northwest Arkansas. There's a difference between asset-based thinking and deficit-based thinking. Right. Deficit-based thinking is if someone else wins, I lose. Right. Right? That's yeah. that's that deficit. What what don't we have? Right. And and that's a huge gap. You know, if I were to look at myself and say, "What don't I have?" Okay, I'm not built, you know, amazing. I could probably use lose a few pounds. I mean, I can sit and dwell in that. Right. Or we can base on our assets. What do we have? And how do we grow from there? And, wh- and how do we build off the platforms of things that we have? And that is very collaborative. That's very much like our assets are our people. My next door neighbor is an asset. How do I start working with them? Versus, right. boy, I want a bigger house. I got to destroy his house so I can expand my house. <laughs> exactly. That is very destructive thinking. And I right. think that the other part to this, which also is unique to Northwest Arkansas. And once again, this isn't just Northwest Arkansas. I'm in other parts of the country that have the same thing. It's the yes and mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, you're in theater improv and a bunch of people are on stage and someone goes, hey man, this is a couch. And someone goes, no, it's not. Well, guess what? That's a really short scene. Exactly. And people in the <laughs> audience over. get really angry and they're like, yeah. I paid 20 bucks for this. This is yeah. crap. You yeah. know, yeah. a yes and mentality means no matter how ridiculous the next step is, you're constantly moving the conversation forward. Right. And I think Northwest Arkansas has a definitive yes and mentality, yeah. which is part of its competitive advantage. Yeah. And I think also with the, with the yes and piece of it, because I do talk about this in some of the trainings that I do, is it also means that you're listening. Yeah, that's right. Which is huge. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. I mean, you want an audience that's listening and paying, paying attention. Uh-huh. So, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. So, um, wow, this is great. So you've got, I think we've, we've kind of covered a number of the things that you guys are doing. And I don't, I don't know how you've caught a, caught a breath in, in, in this time. I mean, it's been 2003 to 2019. I mean, that's 16 years, but you've, you've kind of put your, your thumbprint on this. What, what is, what's next for Daniel Hintz? Right. Well, I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to uh, be asked to play um, whatever role I possibly can in, in supporting other communities on their own journey. Um, you know, what a great platform to, to you know, kind of jump out from, from Northwest Arkansas. And I continue to care deeply about this, this region. But I've, you know, been on both coasts. I've done projects in Mexico. I've done projects, you know, all over the place. And uh, as I said, the, the discovery of, of the who is the best part of the journey, man. It's amazing what's happening out there. Right now, I'm working hard on a project called the Catalytic Opportunity Zone Fund, which is utilizing um, the uh, Opportunity Zone legislation that came out of the, uh, the latest tax roll that actually allows folks to invest capital gains into specific census tract areas. Okay. And there's some significant and historic tax benefits for doing so. But what it does is incentivizes investments in areas that are um, haven't had the level of investment that it needs. Yeah. Um, it's a tool. It is not the answer, but it is a tool. And so, what's really great about myself, you know, the, not myself, but the, the partners. What's really great about the partners and the, and the Catalytic Opportunity Zone Fund and working with them 
is that uh, the, we're bringing a wide variety of point of views to the table from um, you know, global fund developments to uh, architecture to um, operations to placemaking and kind of lumping that all into uh, a fund that is looking to invest in communities that are at a positive inflection point, ones that are actually having that question of who am I, uh, which is a great time to invest in a community. Absolutely. Um, looking for... <laughs> Uh, projects then within that community that make financial sense, right? But then up becoming the acupuncture for unlocking the nascent value of that of that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure, it's a good business decision, but it also has a mission. Uh, then uncovering those unique local developers that are able to have um, the wherewithal to deliver on that mission. So they, they become great local partners who uh, unequivocally understand their their communities far better. Uh, than we do, but uh, so we rely on their vision. And then we also created a new hospitality company called Front Porch Hospitality. And the whole point is uh, recognizing some of these communities don't have the deepest bench when it comes to operators, to concepts. And so how do we craft experiences, restaurants and and hotels or bars, uh, those types of things um, that can help make those neighborhoods and those communities more competitive for attention? But do it in a way that is a value add, yeah. uh, not competitively, but once again saying, hey, what is missing? How can we be a part of contributing to that missing piece? And so it actually moves this collective vision forward. Uh, we're in the midst of, of looking for projects. We have projects identified all over the state. Uh, we're doing our fundraise right now. Uh, but that's one of the big projects that I know not only will it have uh, economic sense, but our goal is to strengthen the concept of what is Arkansas and who is Arkansas? And once again, making that investment in the who yeah, um, yeah. just creates a more robust environment for new talent to come in because they're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Right, right. So right. that's one of the, one of the, the, the new uh, concepts that I'm, that I'm working on with a wide variety of partners. And I'm very excited and very honored to be a part of that team. Wow, wow. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, Daniel Hentz is doing some amazing things here in Northwest Arkansas and and certainly um, a good person to know for sure. Um, I want to close out with a couple of things. I mean, there's so many things I could be I could ask you. There's just you've you've done so much. And uh, this is a really great conversation. Um, Why don't you tell the people just a little bit about your favorites here in Northwest Arkansas? And I know I'm putting you on the spot and I don't want to make want you to make any of your chef friends mad at you for Uh saying one versus the other. But, you know, just if you if I had to put a gun to your head and force you to take me to the best place that you like to eat at on a regular mm-hmm. basis here in Northwest Arkansas, yeah. where would it be? Oh man, I'm telling you, there are multiple markets within me. You know, I it, it all it all depends. The, the level of of culinary talent. I mean, you, if you start looking for uh, some of the the best taquerias in the South, I yeah. mean, you you got them scattered across Northwest Arkansas. You've got um, classically trained chefs. Uh, at you know, our, across Northwest Arkansas, if you want a really elevated James Beard level experience, right, right. Um, you've got barbecue and, and backhouse rooms that you walk into that you're just like, what am I putting them on? This is incredible, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and a plate of food that costs six bucks. Yeah. So I think it, we have a collection of culinary experiences across Northwest Arkansas. Uh, the ability to explore is the best part. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And and to uncover this talent. I think people come into Northwest Arkansas who don't get quite 
the Arkansas brand, and then how that translates here to Arkansas. Yeah. Surprise is one of our greatest allies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so people come in, they fly in, they have whatever they have in their head, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, go here, check yeah, this out, check go this here, out. Yeah. You know, do this. Um, so, I mean, Thai food, uh, you know, the, the, the farmer's markets and the produce that's coming in from a wide variety of people who are farming northwest Arkansas, which where a lot of this comes from. Yeah. You know, what grows out of the ground should inform your local food community, and it does. Yeah. And there are chefs out there. There are, There's uh, a people, big farm to table. There's a huge here. farm to table. Yeah. But Check this out. Northwest Arkansas has been doing farm to table before New York ever discovered it. I'm okay. just saying yeah, because yeah. it was a necessity. <laughs> right. You walked right, out exactly, your back door. Exactly. So the recipes and the relationship to food here in Northwest Arkansas and the state of Arkansas is incredible. And it has been something that I have loved to discover. And I've just uh, sort of gotten to the top of the, the, the iceberg. And I'm looking forward to it to keep eating my way through this state. There you go. Well, spoken like a true ambassador <laughs> of the people. No, it's hard because you don't want uh, you don't want to piss anybody off and you want people to know that you really care about them. So I think that was a very diplomatic response. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, and it's yeah. truthful, man. It's yeah, truthful. No, no, no. It's all good. I'm just yeah, messing yeah. with you. I'm just messing with you. I know people always are asking me, where's a good place to go? Yeah. And every day I turn up, I'm learning about a new place. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know that. And I'm thinking it's brand new. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's been around for a while. Well, and I, and I know you want to close, but I'll tell you, we're sitting sitting here at uh, the Bike Rack Brewing Company, but the level of beer, the quality of the beer, uh, they talk about a tour, beer. they do, yeah. but there are uh, breweries all over I know. Northwest I know. Arkansas, I know. including Arkansas's only cidery with Black Apple Cider oh, in Black downtown. Apple Cider, yeah. Um, so I can speak about that one because there is no one else, right? <laughs> right so I can right, say yes. Black Apple Cidery yeah, is a great location, yeah. but really the 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 quality of, of beers here in Northwest Arkansas uh, continue to, to grow. So it's an exciting time to be a part of this community. I know, I know. Yeah, people in Nashville, North Carolina, look out because you just <laughs> never know what will happen. We're coming so, at you. Yes, we're coming exactly, at you. Exactly. Well, Daniel, I, I really, really appreciate you taking time to to be here with us today on the I Am uh, Northwest Arkansas podcast. Sure. This was really, really great. Um, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Well, um, they can certainly. Uh, uh, email me daniel at dnaofplace.com yeah, i love that that domain that's oh, a, that's a really you. nice domain uh, so. and so that's a great way to to reach out um, and please feel free to to do so okay yeah and i'll i'll put all your information in the show notes and and so that everybody can can know how to reach out to daniel and, and learn more about uh, the velocity group and everything that he's doing and all the places that we talked about will be in those show notes so uh, you guys can certainly avail yourselves of that at i am northwestarkansas.com very simple to get to uh, and just please let us know what you thought about this episode and give us some feedback but Daniel thank you so much thank you again for being on this I really appreciate it no you didn't know me from Adam but no. you got together and you practice right. what you preach so I really do appreciate <laughs> no that worries, and man. Uh, hopefully I can return the favor at some point in time in the near future sounds great yeah thank you so much thank you hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.